Welcome to the LDN Radio Show, brought to you by the LDN Research Trust. I'm your host, Linda Elsigood. I have an exciting lineup of guest speakers who are LDN experts in their field. We will be discussing low dose naltrexone and its many uses in autoimmune diseases, cancers, etc. Thank you for joining us. Today we're joined by clinical pharmacist Sebastian Dennison from PCCA. Thank you for joining us today, Sebastian. Thank you so much for having me. So, can you tell us about your role in the PCCA and how that involves LDN? Well, PCCA is a company that helps compounding pharmacists realize the needs of individual patients by providing education, training, as well as components for compounding. Everything from equipment to uh, specialized bases to specific bulk active pharmaceutical ingredients, uh, aka drugs, so to speak. And as a clinical pharmacist, my role is to consult with both technicians uh, and pharmacists when when they're faced with problems that they haven't seen before. And that was the original goal. PCCA has evolved, obviously, over the last 40 years of their existence, um, as well as our role as clinical pharmacists. We're now doing a lot more external education events, working with providers and external education providers, such as yourselves, uh, the LDN Research Trust, in which is a brilliant organization. And because we are the ones who are sort of as pharmacists compounding LDN, we're getting more and more questions on it. And so back in about 2014, 2015, I was given the role of educating a lot of our members on the evolving and emerging uses of naltrexone. And it kind of blew up from there, honestly, because as I learned more, I got more and more excited about it. And I realized that there was a lot more to this fancy little molecule than what we had previously known. And we're still learning every day. Mm -hmm. So what would you say are the main topics that you give when you're educating pharmacists as in conditions? Well, I guess I I always, and and I kind of have to go back to my own understanding of most most diseases is I have to understand the underpinnings of the pathophysiology and the drivers of disease before I can understand how any drug or any sort of therapy will have a positive intervention. And this goes back to something called structure activity relationships. And this is the bread and butter of pharmacy. If we understand how a drug works in a set receptor or receptor families, we understand how that drug will impact long-term the disease. And so understanding both the disease pathophysiology and understanding how the drugs work give us insight. And so what's changed is as we understand that naltrexone has more and more receptors that it works in, uh, and more specifically at this sort of very subtle dosing in the LDN and uh, very low dose world, um, we understand how it can have differential benefits in these patients. And so, I, it used to be, and honestly, back in the, the late 90s, it was MS, fibromyalgia, and migraine. 
and then it's since then it's turned into so so much more and sort of uh the big ones that i kind of see right now are pain inflammation arthritis uh fibromyalgia ms autoimmune disorders and now we're starting to start touching upon things like anti-aging uses uh mental health issues adjunct care to other disease states and you know the big ones cancer is is becoming huge dermatology it's enormous and more recently some new evolving uh uses that i've i've kind of been discussing for a couple of years and and a couple that i'm really excited to be presenting in the upcoming conference yes um we had a, a fantastic presentation last week, I believe it was, from a colleague of yours, Nat Jones, on dermatology. Um, it was a very, very good presentation. And we've also had a presentation from you as well. Now, what would you say if a patient was, or a pharmacist says that they've got a patient who is really skeptical about trying LDN and he's worried what effects it would have on them. People who haven't really done the homework and don't really know the ins and outs of LDN, how would you get the pharmacists to address that? So that being part of my role, because it's a clinical role and ensuring patient safety is, is a priority. That's always goes hand in hand with pharmacy. But in the compounding world, there seems to be this lack of um, sort of information because we may be new, using many molecules in new and interesting ways. And so that's part and parcel of what we always do is we look at safety, we look at information that's available. And we also look at side effect profiles because to me, um, and this is, a, this is a saying that you get in pharmacy school, no side effect, no effect. And so, dosing appropriately for the patient to avoid any side effects and to avoid harm. And those are the two crucial pieces that you have to start with with any counseling. Any patient or any person who's thinking about low-dose naltrexone within the scope of health has to be made aware of the safety profile. And there was a brilliant paper that was published in 2019. Uh, last, the first author was Bolton, discussed the side effect profile of this all-inclusive retrospective analysis, and they had almost uh, 11,000 plus patients. And they were looking at it and saying that the side effect profile is very similar to that of placebo, which is really an interesting piece because placebo effect is very common, headache, tinnitus, nausea, vomiting, diarrhea. And we actually use that as an indication that the patient is getting too much of something. And this is actually part and parcel of the dosing discussion that I'll be having in a couple of weeks uh, with the LDN Research Trust is understanding how dosing has to be much more nuanced and much more specific. We, we do have to look at starting low, going slow, titrating to a patient response. The difficulty with low-dose naltrexone is giving a patient a stable dose, it may take up to eight weeks to see a benefit. Um, fully to realize just how, how much the patient has changed. But we know by the side effect profile very quickly whether or not we're giving them too much or things are going the wrong direction, an exacerbation of their symptoms or a worsening of their symptoms, or, yeah, I'm getting headaches that I didn't get, or 
my sleep disturbances are so bad, I just can't sleep at night. Those are all signs like I'm giving too much as a clinician and I can decrease the dose. One of the biggest problems that we see is patients think like some is, or not patients, but providers is some is, some is good, more must be better. And so they do this very regressive increasing of dose. And I think that that's the part where we really have to focus on in the low dose naltrexone world is lower doses, starting lower, titrating more individually, because what we're starting to see with this proliferation of use is much wider dosing uh, parameters. And we're seeing doses go all the way up to 12 to 15 milligrams in some patients and as low as 0.1 milligram in others. And we don't know until we start with the patient. But the last thing that any of us ever want to do is see a patient come to harm or, or have any negative consequence because they're already, they're, they're already sick and they're already having problems. So this is why part of my job is convincing people to start at a lower dose and titrate a little bit slower just to make sure that we don't go past their need point and help have the patient give us that feedback. And that's one of the nice things about naltrexone is there is an incredibly wide safety margin. Um, I think there was a, there's information out there where we have patients at 150 milligrams as a chronic ongoing dose for other purposes, high dose naltrexone, so to speak, uh, alcohol use disorders where they're taking 150 to 300 milligrams in a day. So our low dose world isn't a concern of toxicity or harm. It's more not getting the right immunological modulatory response. That, that's the discussion. And there is, a, there is actually a case study where a patient actually ended up taking almost like a whole bottle in one sitting. Uh, they were fine. They felt pretty chummy for about 24 hours. But we're talking, you know, 50 milligram tablets, and they consumed uh, quite a few of those tablets. So our, our worry about harm is, is, is mitigated on the fact that we have much higher doses that are used for regular dosing naltrexone. And most patients respond very favorably once we start initiating. And when we see a sort of a, oh, I don't feel right, or it's getting worse, that's usually a sign of, that's too much. It's not going to harm you, but we don't want to miss the, the nice response of LDN. And that's, that's the beauty of this drug. It's like we, we can say to patients very comfortably, well, the harm in trying is very minimal actually no physical harm or there's no consequence to the patient other than it may not work as opposed to some drugs where yeah we're going to try this if it doesn't work you may have some serious side effects and that we are very aware of and so it's uh it's that 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 harm mitigation discussion is is very useful with other clinicians because in pharmacy as well as in medicine and any sort of healthcare provider is the risk has to be balanced against the benefit for the patient. And when you're talking about a drug that has very minimal side effect profile, especially at the doses we're talking about with very small steps forward, it, it, it's a very favorable risk benefit ratio, so to speak. So lots of benefit to the patient, very, very little risk. So there you go, in a nutshell. <laughs> I mean, some people, not myself, I must admit, when you get medication from the doctors, not compounded you know off the shelf there is a leaflet inside telling you how to take it when to take it possible side effects all that kind of thing but you don't get that with LDM and some people would like more information 
Oh, well, let me tell you, there is this great website you can go to, the LDN Research Trust, and they <laughs> actually have some resources there that that actually have a recent dosing guide that's available with a list of the, the, the normal steps that we're suggesting. And, and I, I, I've been an advocate for this for a long time, and I love the fact that the LDN Research Trust has this as an open source. There's no membership, there's no fees, there's no cost. You can go and you can find patient dosing information. You go to the resources tab, highlight it, and then you get a drop-down menu and you can find it, LDN guides. Click on that, and then you can find it right there. It's a PDF you can download and print. It's actually something that we in the compounding world have been suggesting because it's such a useful tool. It's referenced. It's got scientific references behind it. It's got information, and it's got available uh, dosing recommendations that are very different than what we saw even five years ago. Um, we start at much lower doses. We titrate to patient response. That's all included in there. So that, that's one of our favorite ones. Um, and unfortunately, it's a 2022 reference dosing guide. And I think um, that your team may have some work to do because in 2023, we're going to see some, some positive changes where it's going to be reinforced that the dosing parameters that we're working with are working. Um, but new references. Sorry, that's, that's going to be the tough part is updating it. But it's brilliant. That's where I would go. And then the other one is talk to your clinical pharmacist. If they don't have the information, find a compounding pharmacy that is already working with low-dose naltrexone. Um, I can walk into five pharmacies from the office that I'm sitting in currently, and I can ask them what they know about low-dose naltrexone, and they'll say not a lot, because not every pharmacy has the same focus of practice or the same uh, education behind them. And again, our role here at PCCA is education, clinical consulting, support, for those people who are invested in compounding. Um, we've seen some pharmacies here, uh, unfortunately, and they're like, oh, you just take a tablet, mix it up and throw it in some water. And they failed to mention that water doesn't have a preservative. And if you mix it up, you may not be getting a consistent dose and how much to take and, 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 and. Um, whereas you go to a clinical compounding pharmacy with that niche practice. And they're worldwide, by the way. Um, we've got some members all over the world. So big shout out to all of them doing brilliant work, but they're focused on this and they are advocates for the patient. They're advocates for the patient's health. And so they'll give you the best up-to-date information. So if not the LDN Research Trust website, talk to a clinical compounding pharmacy that's focused in on LDN. Mm -hmm. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? It is so important to get good quality LDN. And we still have people, unfortunately, that think they can buy 50 milligram tablets off the internet or buy, in fact, LDN off the internet or make their own. And it's very scary not to be recommended. <laughs> wow. I wish I wish you could see my face right now. Um, and I, I'm going to be as diplomatic as I can. Um, there are a lot of good people out there who are trying to do good work. There are pharmacies that are available online and you can order items from them as long as you have a valid prescription in the country to which you are uh, sending that prescription to. The difficulty with internet commerce is there's a lot of people who are like, great, there's someone out there who wants to buy something and I want to make some money. And so they will ship you stuff that doesn't contain naltrexone. It's just got some bad tasting chemical in there that they think will uh, change how you think. So unfortunately, we see this um, not only in the 
in not only in the kind of internet commerce, but we see this in, an, in, in a discussion of drug supply. Uh, we don't want to see any patient take something that they think like, oh, this is going to be great and it's cheaper and it's, you know, it's just as good quality. I can make claims on the internet all day long. And if I do that for a year and I can sell, you know, dirt out of the, dirt out of the parking lot, um, it, it'll take a long time for me to be shut down. But there's a lot of patients that can come to harm from, the, from that practice. So we always suggest working with a regulated ph compounding pharmacy and every pharmacy that would be available to you is regulated by your local government. It is a brick and mortar place that you can tangibly uh, speak to a person and you can ensure that you're getting a quality product from. And the reason we talk about compounding and getting uh, it dosed individually for you is I went to school for a number of years just to learn to be a pharmacist. And then I spent a number of years being trained to become a compounding pharmacist. When you're talking about 0.1 of a milligram, we're talking about smaller than a speck of sand that you can see. And we're trying to dose that consistently and accurately every single time. Uh, it's a big difference than someone making it at home without training and thinking like, yeah, I'll just rip it together. This is, we're not making cake. We're not making we're not making omelets. We're making drugs that impact your health. And kind of the uh, discussion that we have in pharmacy is always accuracy, precision, reproducible to create a clinical outcome for the health of the patient. Getting tablets off the internet from some someone who's selling it to you cheap, uh, it's a little bit it's it's a little bit like buying tires that you bought that you're getting from someone that doesn't make tires. They're just trying to sell you something so you can kind of do it cheap. It's, it's always, it's always a, a consequence to the patient. And you, you hear about this over and over mm -hmm. and over again. You just, the story of the people who are unscrupulous and they're preying upon people who are in need. Um, I would rather see a patient get a quality product because that will improve their health so significantly but all of a sudden, all those other concerns evaporate. And I can't speak to pricing, but I can speak to when I see a quality product is used, we get quality outcomes. Mm -hmm. That's, that's the, the connector. That's why we work with you, because we see the quality education and the, the, the conferences and the, and the resource sharing. Um, the LVN Research Trust is focused on the same outcomes. You want the best for the patient and being advocates, and we want the best for the patient by advocating for the best product. So there you go, hand in hand. Uh -huh. But it does scare me when companies out there or individuals, I don't know who they are, but you can actually buy LDN without a prescription, but it's a prescription-only drug. And that should set off alarm bells that, you know, it's bypassing all regulations. It can be anything. And I wouldn't want to play <laughs> roulette with my health or my life even. I, I, I would challenge anyone to really, really think about this. If we say that it's a prescription item and it's only available from a registered regulated pharmacy under the guidance of a healthcare provider, would you go and buy, I don't know, a, a heart medication off of some guy in the corner? 
No, you'd be thinking like, ooh, I'm getting this cheap and he's pretty shady and I don't know what he's up to, but you know, should work. You wouldn't take that chance with your heart. Why would you take that chance with your immune system? Why would you take that chance with anything? Um, it's, it's, it's terrifying to me. Uh, I will be brutally sharp on this one. We see what's happened in the illicit drug supply with people who are changing drugs with everything from carfentanil to thalazine to fentanyl. And these are, these are people who are at high, high risk for what drugs they're taking. Um, what's to stop these extremely unscrupulous people who are selling things on the internet from starting to, to use tainted drug supply for those purposes? They're, this is not a good group of people. They're breaking the law. There, there's so many issues here. And the intention is to become healthy. So why would we take a, a, a legal practice and start our journey there? It just it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, it's cheap. Great. It's illegal. You don't know what you're getting and you're, you're setting yourself up for a high risk, high harm potential. And that's not what any of us want to see. So please, well, please, please. If there's one thing I can suggest is don't do that. <laughs> Thank you so much for having spoken to us today, Sebastian. We look forward to your conference presentation in a few weeks. I am so excited about it. I get to come in early. I'm going to be there for the entire conference. Uh, the collection that you have put together is just amazing. Um, I, I, again, it's, it's always great to, to be part of something so, so interesting. So thank you for having me on today. Any questions or comments you may have, please email me, linda, L-I-N-D-A, at ldnrt.org. I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you for joining us today. We really appreciated your company. Until next time, stay safe and keep well.